0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another wonderful episode of Medley Kids. I'm Chris.
1: And I'm Kaylee.
0: And today, we're taking a look in as the Scooby Gang hangs out with Laurel and Hardy way up in some horribly cold place called Vermont.
1: Um, have you never heard of Vermont before, Chris?
0: I know that it's way up north, and it's cold, and I don't like snow.
1: And yet you love Canada.
0: Well, it's really bad for this episode because they're going up to Vermont to go skiing. Which, obviously, you need snow.
1: Well, yeah, I would hope so. Water skiing in winter is not fun.
0: I've never tried to do that, but I would assume that's just called regular skiing.
1: <laughs> this episode might be a little short because our special guests are Laurel and Hardy, and they were all about slapstick and visual comedy, which doesn't translate very well to podcasting.
0: We're going to try to tell you some of the things that happen, but you know, there's only so much you can do when it's physical comedy like that.
1: That being said, it was a good episode. They were really funny, and it's just a very straightforward episode for once. And there's just not as much to talk about that's podcast worthy.
0: We'll see if we can dig up some good stuff, though. So, as usual, It seems like the Scooby gang starts off driving around in the mystery machine. That seems to be how all of their adventures start lately. Can't really blame them. They're going around from place to place trying to find all these ghosts. I wish
1: I could go on that many vacations.
0: I think they're still on the same vacation, really.
1: Well, their vacation is taking them to the beach and the mountains.
0: Yeah, it sounds pretty sweet. Or like Fred is trying to find a place to bury dead bodies.
1: Eh, it's still trips to fun places to do cool stuff. On the way to the ski lodge, they see two people standing on the side of the road and immediately recognize Laurel and
0: Hardy. Despite the fact that Laurel and Hardy had been dead since the 50s in real life, I'm not sure why they were chosen to be in an episode.
1: Um, good question. And since this is one of the few episodes where the real people are not being played by themselves, they got the voice actors from a Laurel and Hardy cartoon from 1966 to play it them in this episode.
0: I tried to find a few Laurel and Hardy things to watch on YouTube, and I mean, the voices sound pretty good.
1: Anyway, Laurel and Hardy had been in a car wreck
0: because
1: we saw a snow monster of some sort. Rolling a huge ball of snow at them, and it kind of destroyed their car.
0: Appears to be a Yeti. Big old white monster, just hanging around in the snow, playing with snowballs, getting people, up in the mountains. You know, classic Yeti stuff. Maybe a Wendigo.
1: And for some reason it has a ginormous beard.
0: Well, that's just because cool monsters have big beards. Oh, really? Yep.
1: You just think everything that's cool has a big beard.
0: That's mostly true.
1: They offer Laurel and Hardy a ride because they were on the way to the same ski lodge, apparently. And eventually they get there to find out that there are no other guests.
0: Isn't it awfully convenient that they're going to the same place as Laurel and Hardy, the guest stars of the show?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Except Laurel and Hardy aren't on vacation. They're trying to get a job at this hotel.
0: Kids, that's the... Early 20th century economy for you to find a job, you just walked up to a place and said, hey, give me a job. And they would say, you know what? You shut up. We'll give you a job. Which is really weird. Not how it works now at all. Don't try it.
1: Yeah. It doesn't work anymore. They meet the manager who is actually named Kaylee, but this one's a guy and he does not spell it like me. But the manager is named Kaylee Burgess, and he explains that the ghost of Bigfoot has been scaring away all of his staff and all of his customers and all the skiers. And supposedly the ghost of Bigfoot was a mountain man who froze in a snowstorm years ago. So every time it snows, his ghost shows up.
0: Wait, Bigfoot? Yep. So there's Bigfoot and a Yeti?
1: I'm guessing our yeti is Bigfoot.
0: But but that's not right. Bigfoot and yeti, they're different.
1: It depends on who you ask, but I always figured the snow version was yeti. I don't know. And I didn't realize any of them lived in Vermont, but
0: we'll have to find somebody who knows about that kind of thing. So, as a big surprise to I'm sure exactly zero of you, Laurel and Hardy get hired because in I don't know if I can call him Kaylee, because that means makes me think I'm talking about you. Then call him Mr. Burgess. In Mr. Burgess's eyes, well, there's nobody else here, so I might as well hire you. You're better than nothing.
1: And there's one guest to take care of. He's named Jonathan Crabtree, and he's an old man in a wheelchair who we don't really ever see again. We'll, we'll find out a little more about him later, but... This is the one time we get to see what he even looks like.
0: We also see his chauffeur. He's your stereotypical quiet chauffeur. Don't pay any attention to him.
1: Anyway, everybody unpacks and gets ready for bed in their, their rooms. The girls have a room and the boys have a room. Fred did not get his own room like he did with the Sunny and Cher one. And the girls look out the window at the snow and they see Bigfoot.
0: Should I just accept that he's going to be called Bigfoot because of the title of the episode? Yes. Fine. I will not bring it up except for this one last time. I think this is a Yeti.
1: Velma says, maybe we can follow the footprints. And then Scooby points out that there are no footprints to follow. I don't know if it's just snowing too hard and they're getting filled in immediately or if something else is going on.
0: I mean, we're already accepting that there's a Yeti. I mean, Bigfoot.
1: It is a ghost. I don't think ghosts usually leave footprints, but there was that one at Winthrop that left footprints.
0: There's also the fact that it's hardly ever really a ghost, and not a ghost usually do leave footprints.
1: That is true. The next day, everybody goes skiing, and shenanigans ensue because Shaggy and Scooby have never been skiing before, so they decide to sign up for a lesson with a ski instructor called Hans Etherwise,
0: He's Scandinavian, in case you couldn't figure that out.
1: And he tries to teach Shaggy and Scooby how to ski.
0: It goes about as well as you'd expect.
1: Yeah, and at the same time, Laurel and Hardy are riding on a sled, kind of by accident. And so they end up crashing into each other and doing all kinds of beautiful tricks that would probably win them something in
0: the X games,
1: the winter ones. Yes.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's a nice long little scene of people flipping around and people unintentionally doing tricks. And it's really cool when you're watching it. But you know, if I describe it to you, it's Scooby went in a circle. Shaggy went in a loop. Also, I'm trying to figure out why they don't care about the Bigfoot anymore. Like, all of a sudden it's daytime and he's just not going to be there, so it's okay for them to go skiing and ignore everything.
1: Probably the same reason they didn't go to the graveyard in the last episode until nighttime.
0: Sabotage.
1: Probably. When everybody gets back to the lodge, Laurel and Hardy are told to bring Mr. Crabtree his dinner. But he seems to have disappeared. They can't find any trace of him, so... They get the Scooby gang to help them split up and look for clues and for Mr. Crabtree.
0: Not really clues for Bigfoot, mind you, just clues for where Mr. Crabtree is, which, as you remember, is like an 80-year-old dude in a wheelchair. Not sure he could have gotten very far.
1: They end up finding some secret passages in different rooms and stuff, usually by knocking on the wall. I think there is exactly one secret passage where we can see what the actual lever is because it's a lever. The rest of them is just knocking on something and suddenly there's a door.
0: It's like a Zelda game. You knock on the wall. It sounds hollow. You bust right through it. You look at the wall. The cracks are a little bit weird looking. You bust right through it.
1: Except with Zelda, you have to use a bomb.
0: Well, I don't think you can go bring a bomb into a hotel to get through the wall.
1: No, don't try that, Plus, it's
0: just drywall. You can get through it.
1: Anyway, in a room that these secret passages led to, they see what they at first think are ghosts, but it's just furniture covered in fabric to keep the dust off. Underneath one of these fabric sheets is Bigfoot, who starts chasing Shaggy, Scooby, and Laurel before making a getaway.
0: And, you know, it's another nice little physical comedy scene of people chasing each other through doorways, And coming out through different doorways and hiding under tables and thinking they got away, but being under the same table as the person that's chasing them. Again, it's great when you watch it in a cartoon, it's not so great when you listen to it, with people telling you about it.
1: Anyway, during all of the craziness, Scooby finds a dropped piece of paper with a list of letters and numbers on it.
0: Is it a secret code? Maybe. Is it something else with random letters and numbers?
1: Maybe it's lottery numbers or something.
0: Maybe. I mean, the jackpot this weekend is like a billion dollars.
1: Yeah, but this happened way before now.
0: So maybe it's like a thousand dollars. I don't know. Who knows? We'll find out after this break.
1: Hello, it's Heather from Sunshine and PowerCuts, the podcast that features two types of episodes which alternate. The Sunshine ones offer inspiration drawn from nature, but in the power cut ones, I share honest insights into my life living off the power grid in rural New Zealand. If you'd like to check it out, it can be found where good podcasts can be downloaded, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at sunpowerpod. Until then, be empowered by nature.
0: So I think I figured out what all the letters and numbers were.
1: According to Fred, they look like license plate numbers.
0: Well, I thought it was a list of Scooby's favorite podcasts. No. Fine. Okay. License plate numbers. Why would there be a list of license plate numbers, you might ask?
1: Who knows? And what does it have to do with random visitors disappearing?
0: We've- I don't know.
1: We find out that Fred has called the police and asked about the license plate numbers, and sure enough, they were license plates from stolen cars. So the gang heads toward a place where Fred thinks the stolen cars might be hidden, and they get passed by Bigfoot driving a truck full of stolen cars.
0: Now, presumably, if you're a car person, you might be able to pick out what some of these are. They do have some defining characteristics to them. I'm not that much of a car person, so I don't know what any of them were.
1: And I just can't remember. They decide to follow Bigfoot, since he's obviously going wherever they need to go. Except he disappears after driving into an old junkyard.
0: Again, no footprints. Spooky.
1: They notice that all the cars in the junkyard are missing their license plates. And that they're all late models. So they're old cars. And they're like, nobody would want to steal these. What's going on?
0: I would totally rather steal an old car than a new car. You know, if I was going to steal a car, which I wouldn't. Please don't. I might download a car, but I wouldn't steal it. The gang
1: finds the office of the junkyard and decide to search it, especially when they figure out that the door's are unlocked. But before they head in, they look up and see Bigfoot in the window.
0: Scary.
1: They decide they should climb a ladder up to the window, but the only ladder they have is too short. So guess what their solution is?
0: Stand on Scooby's back. Close. Stand on Fred's back. Nope. Throw rocks at it. No. Okay, I give up.
1: They had found a snowmobile and decided to put the ladder on the snowmobile, which makes it exactly the right height to reach that window.
0: Oh, that's perfectly logical.
1: And surprise, surprise, guess what Bigfoot does?
0: Nothing. Eats them.
1: He might want to. He chases them. And there's... All kinds of craziness with the ladder balancing on the back of the snowmobile while they're trying to make a getaway. And it's definitely not very stable, but everybody ends up being safe in the end. And they end up in a, an auto body shop, I guess, with huge vats of paint that for some reason it looks like it's set up to dip the entire car in the paint and lift it up in order to give it a new paint job.
0: I've always wondered why they didn't paint things that way, but I I don't think it would work very well.
1: You would get paint on the inside and on the windows and stuff.
0: That's a good reason to not do that. Mm Mm-hmm. That's why you're the smart one here.
1: Yep. Anyway, they also see some car parts, and it looks like the cars are being basically given Halloween disguises so that they don't look like the stolen cars, which is actually kind of smart if you steal a car to disguise it.
0: Especially an old car, because i guess that it doesn't have any built-in GPS or anything. Or whatever the 1972 equivalent of that would be.
1: Oh, okay. Scooby finds the secret door that actually has a lever to open it rather than knocking on something, and they enter the secret passage. Where... Bigfoot, of course, appears and chases them around the machinery until, finally, people end up in the bait.
0: Bigfoot seems to be everywhere.
1: Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if there was more than one. Because he just kind of appears wherever.
0: There's probably like 12 Bigfoots.
1: But the gang eventually traps Bigfoot and suddenly... Hans shows up again, and he suddenly doesn't have a Scandinavian accent.
0: What is up with people losing their accent?
1: Apparently his accent was fake, because he was an undercover cop. And he was trying to track Bigfoot and figure out what was going on.
0: Wait a second, haven't we already seen an undercover cop?
1: Yeah, this is reminding me a lot of the Sunny and Cher episode.
0: So, we have an undercover cop losing their accent when they can bust out and catch the bad guy. Which episode am I talking about? E. Not enough information.
1: When they take off Bigfoot's mask, they realize it's Jonathan Crabtree!
0: Wheelchair dude? Yeah. The wheelchair was fake, wasn't it?
1: Yep. He didn't really need the wheelchair, it was just to throw people off his trail. He was the one dressing up as Bigfoot to scare everybody away, and apparently the Bigfoot ghost that didn't leave footprints was just a fancy-schmancy projector, like in the last episode, projecting straight onto the snow.
0: So projections equal no footprints.
1: Yes, that's usually how projections
0: work. Let me mark that on the chart.
1: And in order to be tall enough to look like this giant Bigfoot... He was standing on stilts inside of the costume.
0: That doesn't seem very safe at all.
1: Eh, he was apparently good at it. I mean, we saw Bigfoot running and doing all kinds of stuff. Anyway, he gets arrested, and Laurel and Hardy decide to continue as bellhops. And the gang decides to stay another week, and then they're told that there's not much room.
0: Word must travel fast up there, because like they had just cracked this case and everything the day before.
1: Yep, and Mr. Burgess is asking them if they have reservations. And he's... Well, of,
0: of course we don't have reservations, says Fred. We just solved the case yesterday. And this place was completely empty. I like how Fred changed voices there.
1: Yeah, well. Anyway, Mr. Burgess is like, well, are you guys friends with Scooby?
0: No, we've just been hanging out with him all weekend long.
1: Apparently he's giving Scooby all the credit because he Why did not? he did catch Bigfoot and the way they caught him was Scooby's fault. So Scooby's getting the credit for once in his life, which is awesome. And he says that the gang can stay for another week and they're welcome anytime because of Scooby and because they saved everybody, which is wonderful.
0: And because they found a bunch of extra rooms that he didn't know he had, so he couldn't book them, so they are going to be empty anyway. Yeah.
1: But yay for Scooby finally getting his due.
0: I'd like to think that he would have let them stay anyway. Maybe those rooms are nicer than the other rooms in the hotel. And so he would have given them those rooms anyway because they're nicer. Maybe it's just because they're off by themselves and they won't get hounded by people who want to say, Hey, you're the one who saved the hotel.
1: Maybe. I guess we'll never know.
0: So what did we learn this episode? Scooby's the best. I think we already knew that. Oh. We learned that Bigfoot and Yeti might maybe be the same thing, but probably not.
1: We learned how to almost get away with stealing a bunch of cars.
0: If you can travel back to the 70s.
1: Yeah, I don't think it would work
0: now. We learned that the guy running the hotel has the same name as my wife, which means he might be my wife, I sure hope not.
1: It's the only time I've ever heard Kaylee as a boy's name. Hmm. And it's not that common of a name anyway, at least not here. I've heard that it's more common over in Ireland and
0: England. We learned that if you're a gymnast- You are not necessarily a good skier at all. Well,
1: you've been skiing once. Is it easy on your very first try?
0: Well, according to you, I should have torn my ACL in about eight places. Yeah, it was really fun. We learned that people don't have to actually be around in the 70s in order to be a guest on Scooby-Doo. Which is cool. Time-traveling Scooby-Doo, maybe.
1: Yeah, time apparently doesn't affect the Scooby world because Laurel and Hardy wouldn't have been in the episode otherwise.
0: We might need to explore that further, but we'll save that for another episode. If you have things you learned from this episode or things that you think we learned that are weird or just things that you liked about the episode or didn't like or anything else, I think that covers most of it. You can get in touch with us on Facebook and Twitter.
1: You can also join the discussion group, Meddling Kids Podcast and Scooby-Doo Discussion Group, which is moderated by Tiff because she is super cool and we love her. And you should too, if you know what's good for you.
0: If you want to help support the show, then you can check out the Patreon or the store. Links to those both will be in the show notes. If you like hearing from us, then you can check out Play Comics, where I look at video games based on comic properties and how well they stick to that source material. I've had Kaylee on as a guest more than anybody else, so at least go check out her episodes. They're always fun. Or the ones where she jumps in with an editor's note to tell me I'm being dumb.
1: Those are my favorites. Thank you to Dave Sestay for the music Night Surfing.
0: It's really nice. You should go check it out, because you're totally not hearing it right now anyway.
1: And next time you run a really complicated car theft scheme using all kinds of projectors and costumes...
0: You might have gotten away with it, if it wasn't for us meddling kids. And today, we're taking a look at the soup. And today, what? stop laughing. I don't like recording with you in the same room.